Bless the name of the Lord. My soul finds rest in God alone. My peace depends on Him. And in that place of quiet rest, He fills me from within. He pours on me His hope. The Spirit of the Living God. Then He takes me by His hand and comforts me with His love. He comforts me with His love. Those who wait upon the Lord, new strength He gives to them. He gives them wings like the eagles, that they might soar with Him. He weaves His strength into their lives. The spirit of Adonai. Then he gives them all his peace to guard their hearts and their minds. To guard in their hearts and minds. Thank you, worship team. So I mentioned earlier that this is a special Shabbat, Shabbat uh, a special Shabbat known as Shabbat Nachamu, the Shabbat of comfort. And Shabbat Nachamu is always the Shabbat that falls after Tisha B'Av. Just a few nights ago, actually it was last Saturday night, many of us sat right here in the middle there, we pushed some of the chairs out of the way. And we sat on the floor reading through the book of Lamentations, lamenting the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem and the dispersion of the Jewish people and the horrendous conditions in which those who remained found themselves in. Shabbat Nachamu is named after the opening line of this week's special Haftarah from Isaiah 40, verse 1 that my wife just read a moment ago, where it says, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, Yomar, Elohechem. Dabru, Olev, Yerushalayim, Vikiru, Aleha. Comfort and keep comforting my people, says your God. Tell Jerusalem to take heart. Proclaim to her that she has complete her time of service, that her guilt has been paid off and that she has received at the hand of Adonai double for all of her sins. A voice cries out, clear a road through the desert for Adonai, level a highway in the Arava for our God. 
Normally, the Haftarah is related to the weekly Torah portion. However, there are special Shabbats during the year when we deviate from the weekly Torah reading and instead the readings are related to the time and the season of the Jewish calendar, as I was mentioning just a moment ago. For example, the three Shabbats leading up to Tisha B'Av are messages of rebuke. They're messages of warning, leading, the three Shabbats leading up to Tisha B'Av, that if you do not change, this is what is going to happen to you. And of course, we didn't listen, so we have the destruction of both of the temples, as well as many atrocities that have happened to the Jewish people over the centuries, all on this one day or around this day. And because of this punishment, and when you read about, when you read through Lamentations, it's such a heavy book of the total destruction of the temple, the blood flowing through the streets. People who are so starving, they eat their children. It's so heavy, and I can't even imagine what it was like to go through those kinds of trials. So beginning today, we have seven Shabbats leading up to Rosh Hashanah. Seven Shabbats between Tisha B'Av and Rosh Hashanah, which are called the seven messages of comfort or the seven messages of Isaiah. In Aramaic, they're called Sheva de Nachamata. It is interesting that both the Torah portion this week, the Etchanan, and the special Haftarah from Isaiah 40, both center on beckoning and pleading. The very first word of our Torah portion this week is the Etchanan, and I pleaded. It begins, Then I pleaded with Adonai, saying, this is Moses pleading before God, saying, then I pleaded with Adonai, saying, Adonai Elohim, you have begun to reveal your greatness to your servant and your strong hand, for what other God is there in heaven or on the earth that can do the works and the mighty deeds that you do? In the parashah, Moses pleads with God, he attempts to implore God to allow him to enter the promised land after he's already been told that because of what you did, you can't go in. But he's pleading with God, please change your mind. Moshe is also basically pleading with the people to observe God's mitzvot and to live as the holy community that God had purposed Israel to be. Also throughout the parasha, we have Hashem pleading with the Jewish people, right? So you have Moses pleading with God, Moses pleading with the people, and now God pleading with the people also. Several times throughout the Parsha, God beckons Israel to listen to him and to follow God's instructions and mitzvot. And God does this with variations of the word Shema. So as you read through the different conjugations of the word Shema that God is using to tell the people to listen. And the most central of these implorations of Hashem is, of course, the Shema itself. The central declaration that we pray three times a day. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. And really, it should be translated, Adonai Echad literally means the Lord is one, but it means the Lord alone is the way it should more accurately be translated. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. There is no other God besides God. And this word Shema, as I've mentioned before, it doesn't just mean to like passively listen. 
it's in the command form, tishma. Like, it's just in this form, it drops the tav that is normally there in the command form. So it's really saying, listen to me, <laughs> Israel, listen to me. There is no other God. It's time that you finally listen to me and walk in my ways. So we then return to our Haftarah from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1. Nachamu, nachamu ami, yomar Elohechem. Comfort and keep comforting my people, says your God. Tell Jerusalem to take heart and proclaim to her that she has completed her time of service, that her guild has been paid off and that she has received at the hand of Adonai double for all her sins. And then it goes into this next section. A voice cries out, clear a road through the desert for Adonai. Level a highway in the Arava for our God. Rabbi Neil Lovinger points out, citing the very famous Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch, the founder of the modern, uh, the modern Orthodox kind of movement in Germany. Quoting Samson Raphael Hirsch, he says that in the first verse, comfort my people, is in the future the imperative tense. Well, a voice rings out in the desert is in the present tense. There's two different tenses going on in Hebrew. For Hirsch, comfort my people is a promise to be fully fulfilled only in the future, when history is healed and humankind has overcome its propensity for self-destruction. However, clear a path in the desert, according to Rav Hirsch, is a call to us now. We're never going to get to the place where we can console each other in the future if we don't clear a path for God to work today. It's not just going to happen by itself. We have to do our part so that God can do God's part. That road is not, that road is not concrete, says Lovinger, but an inner path. We need to clear the obstacles which inhibit our own returning to God. What sustains us along that difficult challenge is the hope given to us by that first verse that our efforts are not in vain, that consolation for the pains of the past is promised. Isn't that so nice to know? It's, an, it's an, a promise of encouragement that, yes, these things will happen, but it's also difficult. That life is a blessing but it also means it comes with its challenges. Yeshua himself is also constantly beckoning to the Jewish people and to the peoples of the world to hear his words and prepare themselves for Malchut Shemaim, the kingdom of heaven, which is at hand. It's echoing the same vein that Isaiah is talking about, this time to come when all people will be comforted. And it will be a comfort that is not just a pat on the back. Oh, dear you. <laughs> Instead, it's a real peace that can only happen in the Messianic age. Not long before eating his final Passover Seder with his Talmudim, with his disciples, Yeshua, foreseeing the destruction of the temple, he saw that it was going to happen. He prophetically said that this is going to happen. When he's looking out over the city and he, and he cries out and he beckons to Israel, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem a city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. And now look, your house is abandoned, and you will not see me again until you say, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai, 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He's beckoning and he's pleading with the city. If you only understood what is going to happen. The voice of Hashem, our prophets and our Messiah, and our Messiah still beckon and plead with us today. Over the centuries, their words have maybe grown softer over the din of the busy world around us. But their voices are still there. They're still beckoning and pleading with us if we only listen. Shema Yisrael. And that we don't just listen with our ears, but we listen with our neshamas, that we listen with our souls. Rabbi Zalman Shachter Shalomi, who is the founder of, uh, he was a Chabad rabbi and kind of the founder of the Jewish renewal movement. In his Siddur, he translates the Shema, hear or listen, God wrestlers. He translates Israel. And he says that all the time, Israel, when he's speaking to the Jewish people, he calls us God wrestlers. Because that's what Israel means, right? To wrestle, to struggle with God. And I want us to think about the implications of what that means. When God says, listen, it's not only our part, but to wrestle with, to partner with God in bringing redemption into the world. That God is very clear that he can do this. It's clear, God could do this without us, but he chooses not to. He chooses us to be his hands, his ears, his eyes, right? When you have done this for the least of these, you have done it for me. God chooses to work in us and through us in order to make redemption happen, which seems ridiculous in some sense from our human perspective. Like, God, have you seen us? <laughs> and not just lately? And you're sure you still want to do this with us? Okay. <laughs> if it was up to me, thank God I'd choose somebody else, right? <laughs> but it's the end of this week's Torah portion. I didn't choose you because you were great because you were perfect, because <laughs> you had it all figured out. There's a story of a, of a great rabbi who goes to God and said, God, I have this idea. I know how to do it. I know how to make everything happen. I just need you to bless it. And God says, don't call me, I'll call you. Right? <laughs> but then there was another great lowly person, very humble, a poor Jew who goes into the shul and says, God, I so long and hunger, and thirst, and believe that there can be peace in the world. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to, it will happen. I don't even know where to begin. But I just so believe that this can happen. And God says, you're the one that I want to use. And as I look around the room, and I'm kind of looking back at myself, this is the same idea, that God wants to use us to prepare the way of the Lord in a desert, that place where often we just write off as though there's no life there. He says, clear the way. Make room for the path of Adonai because it's going to come through this place whether you recognize it or not. It's from that place that you don't expect, that place that you have already cast aside and said no life could possibly come from there. And God says, clear the way exactly in that place because it's through that place that I'm going to make myself known. 
Shabbat Nachamu reminds us that we are now only several weeks away from the high holidays, which makes me want to ventilate, you know, hyperventilate a little bit. <laughs> it's like my Jewish anxiety begins to like, oh my gosh, I'm not even ready. Like, <laughs> um, we're beginning this period of preparation that will lead us into Rosh Hashanah, the days of An, Yom Kippur, the holiest days of the year. Therefore, as Rabbi Lovinger counseled us, it's time to clear within ourselves those obstacles which inhibit our return to God, that keep us from preparing ourselves to meet with God during the high holidays, these moedim, these set-apart times when God chooses to meet with us. Since the beginning, God has been calling and beckoning us to listen. Shema Yisrael. So I ask, are you listening? Am I really listening? Do we hear his voice pleading with us today? We are called to be a prophetic voice to our people, speaking that message of consolation, calling out to our fellow Jews that the time is coming and that Mashiach will indeed return. For those of you who are not Jewish, your role is right here with us, to call and to speak words of comfort to the Jewish people and to the world, to beckon and clear a path and to help lead and guide them back to our land and to Yeshua. And this is far from a token role. Over and over again, the prophets speak of the role of a loving and sacrificing, uh, the role of loving and sacrificing Gentiles in bringing Israel back physically and spiritually. It's interesting that prophetically, the greatest role in Israel's return is from the nations and their involvement in making it happen. Just one example, because we don't have all day. Isaiah 9.22. Ko amar Adonai Elohim. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am beckoning the nations and raising my banner for the peoples, and they shall carry your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their shoulders. And this is now happening as we speak. Together, Jews and non-Jews are partnering with God in the purposes of redemption and return. If you were here last week, I shared about my time in Ukraine and in Poland, and I didn't even begin to touch on the amazing stories that happened and the encounters that we had. And there was a woman in one of the evenings that we met with, and then I got to meet with her later the second week that I was there, who this Christian woman, who has literally devoted decades to her life as a part of Operation Exodus, helping Jews go to Israel raising the funds, they have a place for people to stay, and they take care of them until, you know, and do all the thing. They pay for everything in order to get Jews to Israel. And they've brought hundreds and hundreds of Jews to Israel. If you're not familiar with Operation Exodus, they do a lot of great stuff. And Operation Exodus is run all by Christians who raise the money to do all this stuff to bring Jews back to Israel. And they're not the only ones. They're amazing, wonderful people who may not get all the glitz and glamour, right? But are doing the work, holy work, the holy work of God. May this period between now and the high holidays truly take root within us. And may the seven messages of consolation be a prophetic nudge to us personally and to us as a community and to our task which lies before us. I'm excited about the high holidays because I Believe God is at work. I know that this first year that I've been here, you know, there have been some challenges, 
There's also been some exciting things. Do you believe that we just, in just a matter of weeks, raised just over $18,000 for this Torah school? I believe that's a sign of what God wants to do in our midst. I don't think that God is done with this place. I believe in our community. I believe in every single one of you and what God wants to do. But it requires us to do our part so that God will do God's part. How many of you want to see this community grow? Not just in numbers, but also spiritually, right? So guess what? Is that just going to happen automatically? No, it's not going to happen automatically. How many of you think that it's all on my shoulders and that I myself am going to accomplish all this? No. You want to know the best indicator of our health as a community? It's not me. (laughs) No, it's all of you and what God is doing in you and your role in bringing people to this place. If you want to see us grow, then it's up to you. Each of you knows someone who should be here. Each of you knows someone who has not been around much lately. Each one of you have parents, spouses, loved ones, neighbors, coworkers who need a place to attend the high holidays this year. So guess what? You don't have to have some elaborate message. You don't have to go through the gospel message. All you have to do is say, what are you doing for the high holidays? <laughs> Here, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to have our invitations out soon. All you have to do is hand it to them, right? And just invite them to attend. A simple, here's, all of us are like on spilkes, thinking like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all these people here? A simple phone call or a chat near the water fountain during a break at work can make all of the difference. This is going to be a year of growth for us, both to me, it's more important our growth in health. And then if numbers come along with it, that's great. But I believe that this is growth for us as a community as we clear obstacles and, and become a healthier and more unified community. It's time to be prepared to prepare the world for the return of Mashiach. But before we can clear the obstacles from the path of our people and from the world, we first have to clear the debris and the obstacles within ourselves. It's like Yeshua said, don't expect to be able to remove the speck out of your brother's eye until we first deal with the entire plank, this huge thing that's hanging out of our own. It's easy for me to say, like, I'm preaching to all of you, but I have nothing in my eyes. But I feel convicted even as I'm standing here. Like, who am I? I'm always blown away by that. Like, God, why would you, why would you use me? Why would you use us? Why me? And God's like, why not? You know. <laughs> Rabono Shalolah, master of the universe. I laugh, but at the same time, I'm convicted. How little we're doing for the kingdom compared to what we could be doing. And at the same time, I'm proud of the fact of the great things that are happening. What's happening with helping hands, what's happening with people's lives what's happening in the opportunities that each of us face every day. God, I pray that you would put such a hunger within us that every single morning, each and every one of us, every single one of us would wake up every single morning and say, God, what do you want me to do today? Who is the person that you're going to put in my path? Who is the person that needs a special encouraging word today? Who just needs to hear thank you? 
God, help us to really understand that what we do and how we live makes a difference. Heal us, God. Heal our relationships. Heal our children. Heal our community. Heal our people. Heal the world, Lord. You are in the job of tikkun, of fixing and healing. And help us to understand how we are to be your partners in that very holy work of redemption. Not that it's on us to do anything, but we're literally partners partners with you in order to make it happen. But really, everything is guided by you and comes from you. For every good and perfect gift comes from our Father in heaven, the Father of lights. Help us to be your lights in a dark place. Help us light up the darkness and bring about redemption. Heal us, O Lord, and we shall be healed. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So please rise with me as we seal what God is doing with the words of the Elenu, recognizing it is upon us. It is our obligation to not only to worship the Lord of all, but to then do as he beckons to us. Amen. Therefore God also highly exalted Messiah and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name belonging to Yeshua, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Yeshua the Messiah is Adonai to the glory of God the Father. Bayom hahu, bayom hahu, yihye Adonai echad. Ushmo, ushmo, ushmo echad. I want to now invite those who are in mourning and those observing a yard site to remain standing. There's been a lot going on, not only with the tragedy that we've been discussing associated with Tisha B'Av, but we mentioned last week that Rachel Keller's mother passed away. This last week was the yard site of Lilo Kinsler. Also on Saturday, Rabbi Murray's father passed away, and I officiated the funeral on uh, this last Tuesday. So 
you know, we, we have to remember that as being the eyes and feet and ears and hands of our Messiah, that people need real comfort. It's not just theoretical thing, but to come alongside people and speak love and encouragement and hope to them. Together, Yitgadal v'yitkadash Bialma divrach yirute v'yamlich machute v'yitzmach porkane v'kare meshiche v'chayachon v'yamechon v'chayed chol beit Yisrael v'agalau v'zman kariv v'imru amen yehesh mei raba mevorach leolam ulame omaya yitbarach v'yishtabach v'yitpaar v'yitromam v'yitnase Viet Hadar, Viet Hale, Viet Halal, Shmei de Kudusha Brichu. Le Ela Minko Birchata Vishirata, Tushbechata Venechemata, Damiran Vilma Vimru, Amen. Yehe Shlama Rabba Min Shemaya, Vichayim Alenu Vilko Yisrael Vimru, Amen. O se Shalom Bimromav, Hu Yaase Shalom. Alenu v'alkol Yisrael v'imru. Amen. May he who makes peace in the heavenly realms make peace for all of us, for all of Israel and all the nations of the world. And let us say, Amen. You may be seated. And uh, I'd like to invite Barbara Minor forward with some announcements. So if you have your bulletin, you can go ahead and pull that out so that you can follow along all the different things that are going on in our synagogue. Shabbat shalom. So I'm curious, what time do our services start? <laughs> 11? Oh, good. Okay. So I would encourage everyone to be here by 11. Because, you know, this morning we had some awesome worship and an awesome exhortation by rabbi during that worship and you guys who weren't here missed it so i want to encourage and i know you know we all come from far away places so i just want to encourage all of you to do your best to get here by 11 on shabbat because the beginning of the service is amazing so anyway enough of that all right so what other slides do we have well, that's lovely. If you follow along, if you follow along your, it's helpful. Everything it kind of looks like up. Passover. Okay. Um, oh, the Zichron Mashiach. That's what it's referring to. This afternoon, we are having Zichron Mashiach at 145. So that is a special time that Rabbi will be leading us to, to take some moments and, and remember the sacrifice that Yeshua made for us. And so we will do that by partaking in the, the wine or the juice and the matzah at that time. So hopefully you will all join us for that this afternoon. That'll be in here at 145. There is also going to be a new series starting up, introdu Introduction to um, Judaism, and that is going to be on the fourth Shabbat of each month. Rabbi Joshua will be teaching that series. So that will be starting um, next week. Yes, next Shabbat after the service. That's right, there's five Shabbats. Yes. And also, the last Friday night of this month, August 30th, we're having our Arab Shabbat family dinner. 
If you haven't joined us yet for an Arab Shabbat family dinner, I strongly encourage all of you to come. And ladies, if you'd like to host a table, actually it doesn't have to be just ladies. Whoever would like to host a table, you can certainly do that. There's a sign-up sheet to host a table um, on the back table, and also a sign-up sheet if you just want to attend um, and not host a table. That's great, too, and it's a potluck, so please sign up and let us know what you'd like to bring to the potluck. What's next? And Rosh Chodesh, that's going to be a busy weekend. Um, that same weekend on Sunday is Rosh Chodesh, and that is the new moon that celebrates the beginning of the month of Elul, which is a very special preparation month. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that from Rabbi in, in the next few weeks to come. And our women's study is continuing on the first Shabbat of the month, so that will be happening on the first um, Shabbat in September the following week. And there's going to be a special program here on Sunday, September 8th from First Fruits of Zion. It's especially um, geared to Gentiles in the Messianic community, although it'll also be very informative and interesting for those of us who are Jewish in the Messianic community it's as well. It's actually for everybody. Okay. But the flyer <laughs> but, says. Right, yeah. right. But it is titled, You Who Fear the Lord, Gentiles in Messianic Judaism. Yeah. It is specifically intended to continue the conversations that we've been going through the last year. And I specifically contacted uh, Toby Janicki, and we sat together when I was... Um, when I happened to be in, in uh, Minnesota the, uh, a couple of months ago, and we specifically kind of laid out this seminar that they're going to be doing. It's going to be really, really great. It's going to be an all, like, all afternoon thing, so we'll have snacks here and stuff, but you do have to register, and you register through First Roots of Zion. So pick up the, bro the flyer on the back, and you can register. It is $25 per person. However, if, um, if that is... Uh, difficult for you, then come speak to us. I don't want anybody to miss out on this opportunity um, simply for cost's sake. So please see us. I'm I'm really excited about this. Like I said, it's something that I didn't that I sought them out, not they sought me out. I sought them out because I felt that this kind of goes along with our conversations. And if you're not familiar with uh, their work, especially Toby Janicki, Toby is not Jewish, but has been a part of the Messianic movement for decades and has really committed his life to, to serving the Jewish people and has written books um, on the God-fearers and all kinds of stuff. This is going to be a really great and helpful conversation for our congregation. So, and, and this might also be a great opportunity to invite some of those friends of yours, you know, perhaps people who are in churches or, or Jewish friends and neighbors of yours, you know, it's those people who are curious about what is this Messianic synagogue that you attend? What is this Messianic community. So invite them as well. It should be um, very informative. So we need some more volunteers. We need volunteers for ushers and greeters. And if you're interested in doing that, please see Arnie, who is often at the door and sitting in the back there. And to be an usher and greeter, you just need to have a nice smile and say hello to people and, and sometimes be willing to put the signs out and hand out bulletins. So yeah, it's, it's very easy to be qualified. You just have to be a nice, friendly person, as you all are. And um, we also need more helpers on the PowerPoint slides, so you can see Lydia or Shirley for that. And for that, you don't even have to be that friendly. You could just, like, sit... <laughs> you could just sit back there and just... If you can read, 
You know, if you can read and follow the service and, and click a button, you can do that back there and you don't even have to smile. So, you know, something for everyone. All right. <laughs> what else do we have? <laughs> yes. Yes. And available now, our very own Rabbi Joshua Brombach has another new book out on John's three letters. And I, I bet you could even get it autographed. And they're available today in Judaica, in our uh, Judaica cabinet. So you can see Elizabeth about that if you're interested in getting one of those today. And also, um, the CD sale is continuing. So if you want to buy some of the CDs of previous sermons and previous teaching at drastically reduced prices, you can also see Elizabeth about that as well. All right. Anything else? That's it. All right. Um, oh, and Helping Hands Ministry. I hope you guys brought your shopping bags. There is a ton of food back there that Helping Hands has received from various locations this week, including some frozen turkey and frozen chicken and lots of bread and just lots of fabulous stuff. So stock up. That is available to all of you and take it on your way out so that turkey and chicken doesn't defrost. All right. Shabbat shalom. All right, so let's close our service with our final benediction. So if you'll rise. Here, one second, let me. Yevarechecha Adonai ve'yishmarecha. Ya eradonai pena velecha vechunecha. Yisa adonai pena velecha. Vayasem lecha. Shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and fill you with peace. Amen. All right, Shabbat Shalom. This officially concludes our service, but we invite you, invite you to stick around if you're able for Kiddush and Oneg. Shabbat 
And the children of Israel shall keep the Shabbat to make it an eternal covenant for their generations. Between me and the children of Israel, it is a sign forever that in six days Adonai made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day God rested and was refreshed. All right, is everybody ready? Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, Borei peri Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, King, King of the, of the universe, universe, creator of the fruit of the, of the vine. Lechayim. Okay, who's going to hold up the chalas? Okay. Everybody can hold, all right, everybody can hold some challah. All right, you ready? Baruch Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, ha-motzi lechem in Amen. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, ruler of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. Amen. Bim bam, bim biddy bam, bim biddy bim bim bam. Bim bim, bim biddy bam, bim biddy bim bim bam. Shabbat shalom, Shabbat shalom. Hey, Shabbat 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 shalom. Shabbat shalom. Hey, Shabbat shalom. Hey, Shabbat 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 shalom. Shabbat Shabbat. Shabbat Shabbat Shalom Shabbat 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 Shalom Shabbat Shalom Hey Shabbat Shalom Hey Shabbat 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 We have a birthday today I think Evan so we're going to do we're going to do Evan Evan's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Where's Evan? Do I have to hold it or you got it? All right, Evan. All right, Evan's over there. Okay. All right, Evan. We're going to do this version of it. It's not the traditional happy birthday. Okay. Yum, yum, 